I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Player, give me some brew, am I? And I might just chill, but I'm the type that likes to light another joint like Cypress Hill. I'm still do be spit loogies when I puff it. I got some bucket on it, but I ain't enough on it. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast. It's your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, we're in the house Sunday morning. Yes, um, we are. Second day of the five-day week, Karen. Um, yes. You know, it, it's, 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 it's like a full-time job right now. Yes, so. kicking it off right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, this is the first of our guest shows for the five-day week. And um, everybody should recognize the voices they just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but in case you don't, um, it's Amber P., from the Black, Sexy, Geeky, and Mental podcast. Uh, of course, um, you can also remember that by Battlestar Galactica miniseries, which is how I choose to remember it. Um, and um, she's also doing a pledge-a-thon tonight. Um, uh, you, you guys need to show up, support her. It's on Spreecast. It's live. Uh, she's going to have prizes. There's going to be fun. There's going to be boobies, games. And good times. All these things are promised to you. I don't know why you wouldn't show up 7 p.m. tonight on Spreecast. Um, Amber P., what exactly is this pledge time for? Um, it's for my show, uh, my show in general, but specifically, I have a project coming up to uh, get an ancestral DNA test for my dad. To uh, we have a real mixed up history, and I'd like to get in touch with that. But it costs cash money dollar bills, mm. a lot of them, or I just pay out of pocket. And by my pocket, I mean their pocket. So, you know. So you want to see? Help? You want to see exactly where the white man corrupted your timeline? And I, I agree. Like I, <laughs> I kind of want to do a DNA test for the same reason to see like where did they exactly, you know, well, why am I not, you know, as dark obsidian black as I would like to be? Um, <laughs> And I think we need to go back and see where in history they they fucked it up, man. So mm-hmm. uh, I agree. I, I think that's a, what what made you curious about um you know finding out about your DNA past and family and all this stuff. Uh, well, on Christmas Day we were. I have no idea why I was talking about ancestry, but I was. And uh, my dad was telling me my past, and it was like. There's not a whole lot of African in it, not as much as I thought. I thought it was just massa came a creeping every now and then, <laughs> and you know that's why I'm light skinned <laughs> so much. There was just so much, and I was like, I gotta find out, you know, who these people are. Not specific people, but in the same way, I get to um, connect with my blackness. Mm. You can't see me. I'm doing the power fist I, and I, I, the black power it. fist, which is the only power fist. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um, and now I want to connect with that. Okay. The other stuff. Um, and before any nerds write in, um, I know that there's a power fist in the Marvel universe and he's a white dude that study, um, you know, Asian stuff or whatever. Oh, I did not know that. No, I'm just kidding. That's iron fist. Um, all right, man. So, uh, the other thing too, man, what, what's, what else has been going on with you, uh, since the last time we talked, man, I know you took a break from your show for like a month and, uh, then, uh, you came back, uh, big and, and, and now you're, um, you know, doing episodes and stuff like, uh, what, what else been going on with you? That's a good question. 
I don't know. Okay. Chilling. Oh, it's such a hard question because Okay, let's make some stuff up. You did a you did a live episode and I was there for that and it was yes. about the Mac um and how your brain works like a mac and stuff yes. like that and and i had a good time and mm-hmm. uh you posted on facebook that you was getting pretty so that when the cameras came when you had to leave your house they would catch you in your spectacular moment i was watching mm-hmm. you went to comic con mm-hmm. uh no not comic con no. uh the other nerd pax. thing that happens in boston pax yeah pax. um how was pax man you meet any um people any interesting people um i loved it because there was a uh black not black twitter oh jesus no that there was a (laughs) you know urban podcaster uh presence there um otherwise i don't think it would have been as much fun but i was on staff so it was cool to see behind the scenes and like i don't know that i would go if there wasn't that meetup if i didn't Mm -hmm. get to meet people um how'd you get on staff like how'd you work that did you coordinate some stuff before you showed up you just walked in start picking up boxes and they were like all right work come with us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just showed up with a random red shirt and I was like, where's my staff shirt? <laughs> um, no, it's, um, it's, it's, it, we're volunteers, but, uh, you know, it's run by volunteers. So do you get yeah. any special authority or like free access to stuff? Like yeah, you is, tell people what to do. Yeah. Um, well, I was at the info desk, so there was a lot of saying, uh, your swag bag is in the queue room mm. and, you know, the bathrooms are to the left or here's the lost and found. Oh, that's yeah. not, that's not a bad gig to pull mm-hmm. though. I mean, did you get to go do anything like, uh, like, were you able to be like, okay, I did this for a couple hours. Now I'm going to go do some nerd stuff or do you just have to sit there eight hours a day? Um, it was, uh, uh, I got to go to a panel Mm -hmm. and, uh, just kind of browse about, but I'm not a gamer. So it Mm -hmm. really was about meeting people and the social aspect of it, which sounds weird at a gaming con, but there was the stereotype, but there was also a lot of really cool people. And I ran into a couple of people I knew. I don't know. It was so fun. And the meetup, man, we were shaking our booties. We were, you know just having a great time meeting people so uh so nerds so, yeah. so nerds can dance that's that's interesting oh enough. well let's not go crazy oh okay i'm sorry uh they can <laughs> they can move flail around rhythmically um is <laughs> what i like to the do. cool kids i was hanging with um were rocking the casbah okay that's what's up man um and of course i you know you being in boston i'm sure you get this a lot um because when the marathon bombing happened like everybody that knew anybody in boston had to check and make sure people were okay um and this is one of the reasons i love twitter is because i just went to people's timeline and i didn't have to be an asshole because it was just like i'm okay everybody geez stop asking i'll be like oh good okay well okay you're good no yeah. she, she posted at uh 4 p.m and it wasn't anything like ah oh my god i'm in the hospital so, so i'm assuming she's okay it's good yes um but uh yeah so did, did you know anyone all that stuff like were you or uh, was it just kind of like this abstract thing that happened um i didn't know anyone uh, listen, I'm going to get judged for this mm-hmm. and I do not care, mm-hmm. but I was concerned about my friends who worked. Well, the people I know that worked at the Apple store, cause it was a block away because I've gotten a bond with them. It's right. not, it's not like, no, the computers, no, the <laughs> oh, yeah, your, your brain yeah. already operates on a Mac system. So it would make that's sense completely that understandable. that's where you would go first. Yes. I don't know what to do with you guys. <laughs> 
and also i worry i uh now that i'm watching battlestar galactica i do worry that uh if your brain works like a computer maybe you're a cylon so just throwing that maybe out your there. mama's a cylon don't call me a toaster <laughs> oh that is what you would say that is what a cylon would say right here um there was that one cylon one of the brothers Ka- Ka- cavill or cavill when um he's like i'm not a cylon what are y'all doing and then he sees another version of himself in jail and he's like oh yeah y'all got me shit <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was great that was pretty dope um all right man well um it's good to catch up with you Amber. let's let's talk about some random things man first of all make sure you guys go check her out black sexy geeky and mental.com check out her podcast follow her on twitter she's at amber podcast uh, we all keep up with her and stuff and uh is you know black podcasting man stick we gotta stick together um and just make sure that y'all support that's all and make sure you show up to her uh her her uh dna a thon i think that's what i'm gonna call it um and <laughs> help her find out where she comes from we can find her origin story and then you know she's gonna talk about her on the show and um we're gonna find out who all these white people are because you know she kind of light um and indian and indian or indigenous mm-hmm. indigenous peoples uh like native american i'm assuming uh yeah from south america and the okay. so yeah like native american yeah you do seem like you kind of got some of that good hair so i can see I was that, about to say that, that, uh-uh, that i have color purple hair <laughs> Oh you oh you oh you oh you got that good stuff like me did that coarse hair. <laughs> I like to refer to it as tightly coiled. <laughs> yes, I love my hair, but honey, my hair does its own thing at times. I I just call it intense, you know. I think it's, Oh, it's very, very, my hair, my very, hair is very intense. intense, you know. Don't yeah. Come over here. Yeah, and if I don't get a relaxer, my hair will make you sweat right. trying to get it to relax. That's why you had to get oh. a relaxer. <laughs> yes oh my goodness my hair locked after like two weeks <laughs> <laughs> on its own or just you're like oh, yeah, uh, yeah i like twisted it once and it was like we're gonna just stay here <laughs> cool. don't don't feel bad i had a uh, braids in my hair and after i got him out i was like well you know what i'm gonna go ahead and get a relaxer my hair was so coarse. This is why I probably not get braids again. That when she was like trying to relax my hair, she was pulling it apart. You could actually hear it go uh-huh. <laughs> while she was trying to get to the roots. I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? Never, never, never like, again. It was like Velcro. Yeah, it was like you know what? You, you, you hadn't been doing anything to me. So this is what I do. I call up real tight beside all my brothers and sisters and make it real kinky. Mm. But this is natural, so I don't have a problem with my hair being natural like this. But it's just one of the things where it was like, you know what? I personally don't feel like fighting with you. So the perm, relaxer, however you want to call it, wins. Mm. This is mm-hmm. the uh, least kinky, kinky talk I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'm going sure. back to locks. My- <laughs> I can't take relaxer anymore. I just can't do it well. Oh, it's wow. like having a pet. <laughs> oh, because it's so much work. It's so yeah, much work. Yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah. Well, you do have to feed it when you get home. I hear you. Don't. Yeah, don't, mm-hmm. don't, yeah, don't feel bad. And um, I tell everybody, uh, I don't know what I'm all mixed with, but I know what I am. I do have African native roots. A tribe somewhere is where my heritage is from. I can tell you that much. Yeah um so all right you listen to the blackout tips podcast and you can find us at the blackouttips.com itunes facebook stitcher podomatic all these places just search the blackout tips um don't forget also uh the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and uh this podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions 
we've revamped our site so it doesn't suck so bad says dexter now you can actually find crap i know right it's amazing i know this is the copy word for word it's amazing what can be accomplished when you organize shit so check us out at Ah. shadowdollproductions.com and see our latest audio plays dvds and digital downloads shadow doll productions now with the less sucky website so make sure you guys check out dexter's website shadowdollproductions.com like they organized over there now Mm -hmm. maybe buy some some of our audio plays maybe buy a movie or two yeah we got our own page over there Mm -hmm. it wouldn't hurt it wouldn't hurt um so uh let's talk about some random thoughts before we get into all this news and articles and shit that happened over the the weekend let's do it son um first things first have y'all heard about this new uh game called injustice Mm -mm. no nope all right it's injustice god god's among us and everybody's been playing i've been seeing on my time like hashtag injustice uh you know ty diamond you gonna come play injustice with us yeah man i'm on my way i'm about to hop on xbox right now let's play some injustice everybody's like a game game or like well apparently it's dc comic heroes fighting against each other to like the death like mortal Kombat. it's like batman superman green lantern Catwoman uh like nightwing you know just a bunch of people and they all get out there and fight uh you know i haven't played it at all um a lot of people been giving it rave reviews been really making the rounds on social media and all i kept seeing was injustice so i was gonna go get the game but i was disappointed because i didn't see anything about the prison injustice uh industrial complex or the unfair drug sentencing or minorities no. that get the death penalty at a higher rate Mm-mm. the white people i was like what kind of fucking injustice is this false advertisement it's bullshit <laughs> wrong injustice son mm-hmm. these things do not happen in the marvel universe the other thing i saw i saw i've been <laughs> by the way um i love the nba playoffs love it. it is my favorite event in all of sports okay let me just preface this with that um but the commercials during the nba playoffs I bought are by far the most racist commercials in sports. Yes, they are. Like I, it's like that's the one different where they like look. We know black people will show up for this. Mm-hmm. So all the advertisements are for like chicken. The, there's a, a new type of like alcohol where it's like it's mixed with like half watermelon and half grape. Come enjoy it, like shit like that. Where I'm just like, who 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 want that? Oh, oh you, uh, God. It, it is i'm not joking somebody can testify to this later right in i promise you yeah the just, commercials are obviously racist yeah. it's like popeye's chicken followed by kfc commercial followed by bojangles yeah followed by wave caps yes yes, yes. soul glow <laughs> and that's <Yeah>. girl <laughs> followed by just for me mm-hmm. yes um what <laughs> trips yes the relaxer yes they know black women be watching it too because they mad watching it and they mad in the background yeah um and what tripped me out is the mcdonald's commercials oh my where god dude, so racist it's like eating like a chicken wrap and, and the, the girl mm-hmm. is like drinking something else and all of a sudden all these um what you call that lettuce and tomatoes start popping around her head like she thinking yeah. about that rap a, chick- a, t- a chicken wrap by the a way a chicken wrap mm-hmm. hey i'm gonna tell you this and, and then she goes into like chicken wrap nirvana yes and slides across the room with this kaleidoscope of chicken and vegetables in her head no and that mcdonald's shit ain't that fresh come she on she just now. starts sitting at his table and, and, and it's like 
would you like a sip of my drink for some of your delicious chicken? And I was like, like this that's is some, some bullshit. Bullshit. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you eat that McDonald's chicken wrap for me, I'm like, mm, guess you decide to eat better. I'm going to get my, you know, yeah. um, a Big Mac and fries and orange soda and keep it pushing. But the most racist of the commercials, and this is because I've never seen a commercial on TV for this shit in my life, but I know niggas fuck with it. Hennessy. Hennessy has a commercial now. Hennessy? Hennessy. The drink. The drink, drink. The old man drink. Hennessy. Well, I call it the old man drink. Now, nah, young dudes drink Hen- Hen Rock too. But Hennessy? We putting that on TV now, man. Hennessy has a fucking commercial. Is that the one with Dr. Uh, J? Um, nah, I think that was Crown Royal or something. I don't remember which uh, one that was. But that, that, that old man with the purple bag, those are yeah, terrible too. A game on. I was like, this old man, man, who, who are you talking to? My, my, your daddy? Cause most of us are like, nigga, you old. But here's the thing, man. The, the slogan for the Hennessy commercial is by far the worst for an alcohol I've ever heard. Uh oh. It's never stop, never settle. Ooh, oh, never until stop your drinking. liver gives out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at best, you're promoting alcoholism. Yes, you are. <laughs> at worst, I don't want to drink something that makes me feel like I'm never stopped or never settled. That's how you throw up. Ain't that the truth? I ain't <laughs> like trying to hit it. Yeah, exactly. Just once you pop, you can't stop. Like, when you ever been so drunk where, like, the floor is moving and shit, and you, the only thing you can think is stop, settle. It, it is Quit not moving. Yeah, and Hennessy's like, no, never stop, never oh, settle. Never. Take another sip till you're laying in the bathroom in your own vomit. Then yeah, you gonna be like Kendrick, drank. Yeah, drank. So I'm not. No, fuck that slogan. Um, another thing, I've been playing this video game. Um, and it's called uh, Dark Siders. Uh, Dark Siders, I believe is the name of it. Volume two, number two. Um, and it's so like you know how people are like video games influence the children and it makes people be violent it makes people do crazy stuff and all that stuff and i was thinking like because this happens in so many video games right like like there's violence there's all kinds of stuff but if video games are so influential on children how come no children ever try to jump straight out of water Mm-hmm. there may have been we just don't know in every video game, you can jump out of water. That is physically fucking impossible. Hmm. Try jumping out of straight water without touching the bottom of nothing. Just jump into the air with from water. Is no one can do it? But you never see like children trying. Like a salmon, yes. Yeah, unless you are a leaf ninja, that's not possible. You never see children try because video games are not that influential. So, Obama, stop looking into my video games and start looking into guns. That's what the real cause of violence in schools is and shit, man. That's all I'm saying. It's game, set, match, Mr. Obama. Um, All right. And then uh, the other thing, too, I was thinking is uh, this is another video game thing. I don't know how much y'all play video games, but... um. People who are thieves in real life, has anybody ever considered that maybe they just feel like life's a video game? Because when I play video games and I walk into a non-playable character's house, I just take all their shit. And it's every fucking game, it tells you to do this. It's walk in the house, look in the closet. Look, you found a diamond necklace. Keep yeah. it. Look, you know, but yes, I don't play games like check that out the cash too. register. 
It's like take the baby's toy. What store can you walk into and open up that cash register and keep the money for yourself and no one's uh gets mad? Everybody's like, eh, that's about right. That's what yeah, happens. Yeah, I have played video games. If they catch you, they kill your ass. I'm like, oh, you in here? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, man. Maybe thieves just feel like it's a video game, you know? Because I will rob you while I'm talking to you. And it's important people too. It's like. <laughs> I'm the mayor of the city and I know where the next level of the quest is. And I'm like, right. But first I'm going to go upstairs and look through all your trunks. I'll be right back. And just, it's like, now that I have your shiny things, where do I go, mayor? Oh, Lord. And no one says anything. Yes. Now that I've been creepy and been all in your daughter's room and snipped her drawers, where do I go next, mayor? Well, I haven't played that game yet. I haven't played that game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody I wants that game. Dirty. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel dirty. Think Karen. <laughs> can't just invented a new game that, uh, I'm, saying, I'm saying because yeah i think you're rumbling through the house like 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 that they don't have a creepy version of this that would make people think they don't have a version where you going through the bathroom where you you know walking in oh is she showering in there they don't got that version they have like the like the zelda version where you just walk around and like you know swipe twenty dollars and ask him where do i go next yeah i'm just saying oh god if i if you walked in my house and started looking for rupees and shit i would fuck you up so just <laughs> Let's all calm down. My alarm would go off and uh we would have issues and the police would be showing up. Yeah, yeah. Um uh another thing that happened. Last night we went to a comedy show. Mm-hmm. We saw Dave Attell. Had a good time. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep, he Big was, time. He was in town for a couple of yep. nights at uh the comedy zone. And uh he was the kind of comedian that I'm into, so I was like, you know, I wanna check check Dave out. Uh Dave's not the most politically correct person, but he's very funny in my opinion yes he is um and uh you know he's talking about porn vaginas penises um midgets a bunch of crazy ass random shit yes um yum um so we you know we had a a great time um as far as his stand-up um you can really tell the, the difference in progression between the local comedian his opener and then dave like who was more seasoned and had better jokes yeah. and stuff like that. They did it. They did it kind of like a progression. Like the first dude, I didn't realize this. Uh, cause I think the first time we went to it, we were late. So we didn't get to see the local dude, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that you have a local dude. You have a middleman, which is probably the person that's torn with the main act. And then you have the main act. Right. And so this was the first time we seen like the local dude and you can kind of tell that he was, just trying his material out. He really wasn't that season. He really didn't know. He really couldn't feel the vibe of the crowd. It's one of those things where uh, as it progressed on, you could tell uh, that they were got better as it went on. And real comedians that have been well-seasoned and they've been in it for a while, they kind of, it's like fighting on the battlefield. They, they can adjust immediately to whatever's happening, whatever's going on, because they've been through the scenario over and over again. Yeah. So, um, they, it was, you know, they were all pretty good and stuff. Um, so <laughs> there's a couple of things. One, we're supposed to sit at a table with my brother, right? Yes. Uh, and I remember the seat, the table number and the seats. I know exactly. I remember, I memorized the low, like the, layout of the comedy zone last time we were there and i remember being like oh the next time we come i want these seats kind of in the back where you get your own table and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and you know i had to like you can spread out a little bit you know you're not all crushed up yeah so and then when it's time to leave you can be one of the first people to leave so i was like you know really big into that uh because we like valet park and we can get our car shout out to valet parking mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even though this time they were like we can park you up close for twenty dollars 
or we can park it at the normal distance for five dollars and i was like wow yeah i was like five dollars and then he was like okay but it may take uh seven or eight minutes to get your car and i was like uh, just go yeah the normal distance because one i don't fucking believe you if it took seven or eight minutes to get everybody's car how the fuck are you gonna get people in here by nine o'clock like that mathematically does not make sense it would take eight minutes to get everyone who valet parked car so it took him like two or three minutes um but uh we'll get to that in a second so there's a couple things about this about comedy shows i would tell people one get there early or on time at the least because like the shows we went to they started on time because we went to the mm-hmm. earlier shows um and um comedy shows are kind of short is you know total about an hour to an hour and a half you don't want to miss money that's what you're doing is wasting your, your money, money. Yeah, and, and all the jokes you don't hear is money wasted. And one thing I do like about the Comedy Zone mm. is that uh, it's not ghetto. Like, it's nothing worse than you going to, like, pay for a comedy thing at, like, these ratty-ass, terrible-ass clubs. And they'll be like, yeah, we're going to st- – doors open at 6. We start at 7. <laughs> we start at 10.30. See, that's the shit that pissed me off. Well, Karen has never actually experienced that. That's just her. No. Yeah. Oh, just, I was about to say. Yeah, she just uh, made that – she just completely made up this other reality scenario. of this other club that doesn't exist. Because I hear people exist. complaining about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. as a person who's done stand-up comedy uh, a dozen or so times, mm-hmm. I consider myself a, uh, a somewhat of a professional. Of course. Uh, one of the things that um, I have a lot of, I'm not going to get into my stand-up comic experiences backstage, mm-hmm. which were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but but why not? Why not get into yeah. those? We, we, if well, they were interesting. Um, know. Is there all kinds of freaky comedian sex going on back there? What's going on with that? No. No, uh, no, no, no. Well, I've always... You guys know me. And imagine me backstage at a comedy show. No, they're always wicked sweet. And then it's interesting. And then every now and then there's the pro. And by mm. pro, I mean he's been doing it as long as I have. Mm. And he's just, you know, full of piss and vinegar and ready to go. And uh, he's an asshole. And I remember once there were these comics that um, he was like, and so I used the N-word and I told them, it's satire. What do you want? What do you want? And it's like just these entitled whatever. <laughs> so most of them have been really sweet. But then those ones are someone else and mm. they you know but in general they've been really nice um, um but yes as a professional there are issues with comics and self-esteem and stuff sometimes see all of you i'm trying to not get beat up by all your stand-up comic friends what I who cares who, what, what they're not here right now fuck them it's know, just you but i, I know but i like them but anyway i do too uh, doesn't mean they're bad people if you no, think something i don't know about them but i like them and follow them and want them to come to boston um, not a joke i want them to come to boston listen chris lambeth will be fine okay yes he will Saron russell he, will be fine they won't all take these it people personally, are gonna be okay I promise you. if they they don't they're, they're comedians uh so they have to uh put things out in the atmosphere and have to deal with the feedback so um and also uh i'll say it for you comedians are fucked up people that's uh by rule they're not like that's why they're comics they have to have the approval of everyone constantly uh and immediately and inside a lot of times they're insecure and flawed and stuff like that just like everybody else but they're kind of like wearing their shit on their sleeve 
which makes them mm-hmm. comics you know so mm-hmm. i we had um lamont on uh who's stand up um from the uh brown skin and glasses podcast last week mm-hmm. and like it was so funny mid show he started kind of freaking out like karen's not laughing why is it karen laughing yeah. you know so it's stuff like like that's what a comedian thinks is like oh where's I'm my like getting response yes you know and so i made the poll for the show him versus his uh podcast um co-host rhett as the poll like who was better was it him or Rhett? <laughs> just to see. and he won yeah he won <laughs> so i just wanted to see what would happen good job Lamar. i almost he wish he had job. lost though because i think he would have been more so uh, he can cut himself <laughs> just hey look i get my comedy where i get my comedy okay <laughs> don't judge me that's not we're here to judge them so uh, i'm sorry what were you saying <laughs> about- okay i'll be quick because i've been telling this story for nine minutes um is etiquette is really big that is one thing and there are a lot of rules and one of them is about time and comics do not fuck around with time because they don't want to fuck around with the audience because it's a very delicate thing and if they start looking at their watch mm. then they're not going to be laughing as much so no. yeah they're i'm not surprised that they uh do their thing and they're in there in and out yeah so we we were speaking of time we were supposed to sit at the table with my brother i told him to get tickets what table all this stuff um i picked out this table last time we were there like this is where i want to sit yes and my brother was late so they ended up just sitting to other people because it was a sold out show to other people at our table i guess because they panicked or some shit i don't know why they did this um and they may have read it wrong I doubt it. Okay. I really feel like they just put them at the wrong, wrong table. It's like, yeah. look at these. These are other black people. people? And yes. they just sat them with us. And so then my brother got sat at the wrong table. Um, Probably their table. With other two, two other black people. And, um, he was, he was like looking at them like, is that my brother? Cause it's dark in there, but it was not. Um, and I actually <laughs> saw them walk by us, but they told us like put up our cell phones and stuff. So he texts me halfway like through the opening comedian set and he's like, hey man we're here and i was like i know i saw you they set you at the wrong table you know gotta be on time dog um so uh i wish so hard that my brother got sat at our table yes there's two reasons for this one and i you know not to brag too much clearly we had the best table in the house yes oh my gosh yes we, we did i chose this specifically because where we sat there is like a hidden step that nobody sees and everyone's drunk so many people falling yes right in front of us oh so good like it's like a bonus it's like bonus jokes you know like the comedian has nothing to do with it but like once every five minutes it's just like a really drunk white dude walking through like hey how's it oh (laughs) oh my oh shit or 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 that's that walking out here poof yeah and then you, and then you get to watch how they try to play it off like one yes. dude he fell like almost into these women and then he got up he's like i'll buy you a drink and i was like hot ass i was like dude yeah i was like don't try to play it off fat because you almost we, got yeah, hurt we we seen this sir <laughs> so i would never sit anywhere else man but, it is literally like the best seats in the house it's a lot of times that's more funnier than like what's actually going on because uh like they literally be drunk like what was that there's some kind of margarita you could te- have like four people would drink could drink on in like one setting them shits was huge and it was one of the things i was like oh yeah they, and, and i promise you some of them like smashed before the show started mm-hmm. so they was good and liquid up well i'll tell you who who wasn't smashed and good and liquored up 
the lady they sat at our table. She was the worst. Um, I don't know if it was some type of date thing or what, because it's like the guy was there and the lady was there. Maybe they met on blackpeoplemeet.com or something. I don't know. And, Blind date um, something. Like she showed up and um, they both bought drinks and I think they paid for them separately. So I'm not sure it was a date date or okay. meeting or maybe their friend. I don't know. Um, but you know, she was kind of dressed up, he was dressed up. So it felt kind of like a datey type situation, you know? And, um, the way a comedy club is obviously, uh, everyone wants to turn to face a comedian. So she's kind of sitting in front of him. He's sitting behind her and you know, they both order their drinks and they're sipping on that. And she, had, she seemed to kind of not enjoy her drink. Like yeah, she didn't really she finish that. She had the nastiest attitude because she Roger, had her arms folded. Oh. She was not happy because I try to be friendly. I mean, because we're there. Yeah, we're, Karen's we're, extra friendly to everybody. Yeah, like we're there. We're sitting together. Let's not make this fucking situation awkward. I really don't want you over here. Mm-hmm. But since we got to deal with you, let's kind of break the ice. So I was like, hey, how y'all doing? He spoke. She didn't. I was like, okay, this sounds like this is not going to go well. Yeah. For, like from the beginning, her attitude was like, why am I here? It's like, you know. This nigga bought me to a comedy club. I didn't come to laugh. Right. It's a comedy club. You pay $25 or whatever for this ticket. You might want to laugh. You might want to be in a mood to where laugh. you can be pleased, maybe, you know. But, um, you know, I was also like, well, maybe just the comedian isn't funny to her whatever so we sit there the whole time and she's got her arms folded she i'm watching her at some point i think she's sleep because like this became half of the entertainment for me was watching to see if she laughed at anything and then gauging that to be like okay so is this dude feeling good about this date like i was watching them you know like out the corner of my eye like okay she looks not pleased at all he looks nervous about her not being pleased Mm -hmm. so that made it yeah and it was some shit that he you could tell he wanted to laugh but he did laugh because he wasn't sure if it was going to offend her oh right because some of the jokes like you know comedians they do jokes about dating a woman having a wife and they were all male penises so you know (laughs) and while some of the some of the jokes were like uh you know jokes on men you know david tell has a joke about how dudes can't eat pussy right and uh that it's just like uh when he uh eats uh pussy that it's like a uh bank robbery because he just gets low and waits for instructions um so so like that was you know <laughs> like it was you know it was some jokes like that or whatever and like she didn't laugh at any of them Mm-mm. like i'm not trying to be like I'm not over exaggerating. I'm not. She she had the straight lace face. Yes, the stank face. Like, mm-mm. Do you tell me we were going to church or whatever, right? Yeah, she was like, You tricked me. This is this is not Martin Lawrence. Right. And so you know, we both walk out and we're you know, it's time for us to go. So we both got like go wait on our car and waiting on the valet guy to get it and Karen and her great preparedness had brought the umbrella. So we're standing on the umbrella together um kind of hugged up or whatever and waiting on the guy to get back with our car and um right about this time i feel an arm on my shoulder and like my arms on karen's shoulder too so i feel like another uh, arm uh, on her shoulder and uh, i turn around and somebody is like hey how y'all doing we, we family you know i get to, let me get up under this umbrella i looked around like where you come from and i was like you didn't speak to us the entire fucking it was the woman from the, the table, table karen 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 
Karen, you skipping a step. I'm it was sorry. the woman from the table. Yeah, it was the woman for the table. She was the worst. And she just didn't want to stand under the rain. She didn't so, want her hair to oh get God. wet. She so now we were cool. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, hey. And then so she's sitting there in our personal space. You know, we're doing doing our own PDA. We didn't need any assistance. Um, and she comes over and she's like, um, yeah, uh, you know, it got awkward because we both looked at each other, and not not, and then looked at her like, the fuck are you doing? That's and she, true. And she was like, oh, um, we family. Uh, uh, so, uh, did y'all think the comedian was funny? And then Karen and I Ooh. both looked at each, each other, other, and it was like. <laughs> A pause of like, but we sat at table with you and Just, we laughed out loud a lot. Yes, we did. You know, we thought the comedian was funny. So oh my God. why, like, are we really about to start on an argument? Cause I was personally enjoying the evening out with my wife and texting my brother about going to dinner. So, yes. you know, those are the things I was into. So, um, I looked at, at Karen, Karen didn't say anything cause Karen's such a nice person. And then she asked again, like, did y'all think he was funny? And I said, he, yes, he was very funny. Oh, my God. It's like her talking is rent for being under the umbrella. <laughs> yes. Right. She felt obligated to talk. But here's the thing. We didn't ask you to be here. No. no there's no lease. There's no contract. <laughs> get the fuck from under my, my umbrella. Mm-mm. So, um. Takes 30 days to get an eviction. So you can, you have to wait the whole time until so, your car comes. Right. Well, and see, the thing is, we'd already been waiting a few minutes. So I knew the car, like I was looking at our car pull up. Um, and then she goes, so at this, I tell her, yeah, he was funny. She goes, well, um, was, um, what, what about you? Like looking at Karen, like, fuck this. He's a man. What could he possibly know about funny? Or, you know, of course he thought the men were funny or some shit. I'm like, bitch, I'm funny anyway. I know what the fuck funny is. Fuck you. But, um, <laughs> you know, but I, so I, so she looked at Karen and Karen uh, got all panicky and shit. Like, uh, he was, yeah, uh, I was, he I was, was like, I want no issues underneath that damn umbrella. So Karen finally is like, he was, I thought he was funny. And she's like, really? Y'all thought he was funny? I'm like, no one invited you to our umbrella. We <laughs> yes. didn't want this conversation. No, you brought this conversation to us. You came into our dryness of umbrella land and decided to talk to us. Nobody asked you to be over here. So Bring I go on umbrella. So I leaned the umbrella because I was holding it at this point. I leaned it a little bit more forward. Um, oh. so that she was getting kind of wet and she goes, well, I'm still getting wet. And um. I was like, Oh, well, there's our car. And it just started. And she's and she like, y'all leaving? leaving? I was like, yes. Right. I was like, that's our car. That is so yeah. damn bold. Oh my God. And she was, you had to never be humorless too. Like, nigga, please get out of my face. So, uh, we left her, uh, standing in the rain. Yes, we did. Let her get all wet. Mm-hmm. Let, let that weave get all good and, oh, good and wet and cried. Like, oh, I want to cry with, must, with you not no laughing. Wonder. See, I forgot. See, that's, that's extenuating circumstances. Yeah. I just, I, you know what? I would have been fine, even if she didn't think the comedians were funny. Like, honestly, if she would have actually, like, spoken to us when we sat at that table for that, an hour and a half together. Yes. Um, I think I would have been more, like, receptive to, like, oh, it's the lady from the table who had a bad time. You know, maybe she wasn't feeling her yeah, days. You maybe. didn't acknowledge us. You didn't, yeah. you didn't say anything to us. You had that. And like I said, and my big thing is this. I know that, like I just said, I go out of my way. And I, I was like, hey, we're going to be sitting here. Let me break the ice. And you, 
a when you, I don't think Roger seen this, but she came up to the table and looked at Roger. Her face to me looked at stank like, I don't want to sit beside you. Mm. I mean, oh, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't know she if did, you've seen that. Yeah, she did switch chairs with the dude, too. Yeah, I mean, which her face was like, So, like, why are you no. hopping under my umbrella? That's the whole point. Oh, my God. Korean lace front. And mm-hmm. She's not going to spoil it. Because we happen to be the only people prepared with an umbrella, man. You better hop under them white people umbrellas or some shit. Don't try to be my sister all out here in the open and shit after yeah, you was in the club feminine. acting ugly. Mm-hmm. That was so ridiculous, dog. Yes. And I uh, was looking at her like, oh, oh my goodness. Because we'd have had a much better time with Rodney and Morgan. Right. Oh, I wanted them to Watching all them so drunk bad. people crash. We'd have had a blast. So next time, I will, I don't care we had the carpool. Those motherfuckers are getting there on time because we sitting together at our table. Yeah. I'm not, you know how good the table is? I refuse to say the number and I have memorized it because I don't want anybody else in Charlotte to hear the podcast and be like, oh yeah, I want to get that table too. Fuck you. I get the table. I get to watch people trip. That's my deal. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we'll probably go to another show out there sooner or later, but yeah, oh, that, that sister, man, that like just ruined my, like just ruined all the, all, I feel like she is a succubus that sucked all the excess humor that you have, like off that humor high from laughing at a comedian after a show. You're like, Oh my God, that was so good. And then she just came through and was like, give me your humor. It just sucked it off of us. I will back take to it being, all. Having an attitude. Oh. I laugh. I don't laugh. No one will laugh. Give it to me. Oh my God. She was worse. All right. She was. Let's talk about some news stuff uh so yeah ladies don't hop under random people's umbrella after you don't enjoy a comedy pot a yeah. comedy show with them and, and, and me and roger talked about this and he made a good point if you're not funny that is not a turn on yeah oh first of all the dude wasn't there with her good like i hope however that ended good for him man get the fuck out while you can yeah. there is nothing less attractive about a individual not even just a woman people i don't like people in my life as friends as anything if you have no sense of humor at all like you have to be able to laugh at something you didn't hear one funny joke in an hour and a half of three different comedians it's hard to not like that means you have a willingness in your heart like i will not laugh at this shit we shall not be moved like (laughs) like she was doing her her personal Mm -hmm. sit-in against laughter and, and the entire room is laughing at some of the like some of the jokes are just like that funny where you have an entire room of people laughing and she's like i refuse you will not break me fuck you lady fuck you man i don't want to be around you like not as even as a friend like there's nothing worse than a humorless motherfucker he says the humor mm-hmm. is attractive man yeah that it's, shit is sexy, sexy. yes it, it is. is it's a turn on making me laugh yes sir exactly i'm not saying you gotta like try to do a stand-up set while you like no, riding me cowgirl naturally. but just being fucking funny in general is such a relief like that mm-hmm. shit makes you want to come home because you can relax you can get the weight of the world off your shoulders it's like mm-hmm. cool i can come home and i don't have to be like still stressed out and fucked up like you know like you know when a relationship's getting fucked up when you start feeling that kind of stress into your relationship where you're like fuck i'm always on the clock you know <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know, um, man. Oh, I, I was just gonna say about the humor thing. Uh, uh, sometimes I can be sensitive, but I love comedy shows, mm. and uh, I get called out all the time because I'm the world's best audience member. <laughs> I, I don't know if you notice, I can get excitable, mm-hmm. and so like every now and then I won't get something, and then two seconds later, oh 
And everybody looks at me and they start laughing. <laughs> they're laughing with me is what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, they love it. And they're like, I love that lady in the third row. And yeah, like, cause yeah. I'm like everybody's mom. Like, oh, I did such a good job. And it's not sarcastic, not right. ironic. I just happy in life well you know what's funny man like one i listen to your to your show so i know that you're you're funny um but then two like i feel like there's levels of humor right that i'm willing mm-hmm. to you know because i think being humorless is hard like that's a you make an effort to be like i refuse to get any jokes i don't do jokes yes you do like do yeah like yeah, that jokes ain't me like jokes that's are not us that is a level of uptightness that i would never be able to deal with and i would not want you around me fucking up my creative process or my environment just take your evil karma somewhere else so there's that level and i don't deal with anyone like that and i've met people like that and is, they do exist and i'm just like fuck you we completely don't vibe but then there's like the other level where people are willing to laugh at something if it's like not about them or like it's in a safe level of like these are acceptable things to laugh at mm-hmm. that's where most people probably reside i'm cool yeah, with that as long as i'm not the butt of the joke yeah, yeah yeah i get it everyone has an ego and stuff um and that's not really impressive to be at that level of no. sense of humor but fine you know cool you at least you get something yeah you'll watch a comedy show and you'll laugh at some of it fine you know and then there's this other level where you're able to and willing to like create jokes mm-hmm. which is harder to do and be the butt of mm-hmm. them right and that's even more mm-hmm. sexy you know because it's like oh my god look at your brain you just you did that. You just made me laugh out of nothing. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, you plucked it out the sky. Right. And then there's this final level I don't think a lot of people get to. Like, even, like, real comedians a lot of times don't even get to it. And that's that level where you're actually willing to and want to be the butt of the joke. Like, you people can laugh at you you can laugh at yourself and not because you allow them to like you know i've seen people say i allow people to make jokes at me why do people you know get mad when i say such and such it's like because you there's no such thing like either it's on or it's off right Mm -hmm. if it's like you can make a joke in the next two minutes about me yeah enough (laughs) i have spoken that is enough jokes of me so and and also (laughs) to to add on to what you're saying Mm -hmm. a lot of those people too they can make the the top the t- highest level of comedy. They can make uncomfortable situations funny. You're right. Like like mm-hmm. like rape can be funny. Death can be funny. Stabbing people can be funny. Yeah. Incest can be funny. Like like there's a level like um like say curb your enthusiasm um for people that have seen that show um or even Seinfeld sometimes where you're actually the main guy is actually the bully he's the bad guy in this situation and you just happen to be rooting for him comedically but then you realize like oh my god you're a fucking asshole Mm -hmm. and there's something to that that is i don't know it's like kind of beautiful that that person was able to make you laugh at something you completely disagree with as as like a thing in life it's like did larry david really have to skip that uh, guy in the wheelchair in line just because he, uh, the guy got out of line for a second and came back. Like that, that really seems like an awkward, terrible situation for an asshole. But in that moment, you're like, but I get your logic. You were sitting there. The guy got out of line. He should have to at least get behind you. What does it matter that everyone else let him go back in front and all this? Like you kind of get it in that moment. And that, that's something, there's something beautiful about that. And yes, that, like, you just don't see people that can do that very often. Mm-hmm. So anyway, man, um, fuck that lady. Now to articles <laughs> <laughs> that we were talking about. Um, I don't know. There's this meme going around on Twitter about black privilege. 
um Ooh, i don't know what brought this excuse me <laughs> yeah what, uh, I don't, where have I been? I don't even well, know what brought this up, by the way. Like, I just started seeing the hashtag everywhere. I guess it was like a blog or a Tumblr or something about black privilege. And, um, people were being upset because it was trying to point out some actual racial bullshit. Like, black privilege is being able to get into college with having the same GPA as a white person, but you get selected first and shit like that. Oh, you're talking about again with white people. Oh, yeah. Then that's bullshit. Right, right. And so then black people saw it and got mad. Yes, because that's some bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they started sarcastically using the hashtag on Twitter um, and saying basically like, hey, it's a racist hashtag. And, um, you know, black privilege is you get followed around in the store for nothing. Ain't for, that the truth. Just because you're black and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, black. You get black. the top care. When that happens to me, I ask them a lot of questions. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, like they're I following me to help me out. <laughs> yeah. Like work for it then, bitch. Yeah, do your job, Korean lady. Uh, let's talk about this weave. Um, <laughs> yes, this yaki number nine or yaki number 17. Help me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, uh, you know, someone, I'm looking at someone on Twitter right now. Black privilege is being commented for being so articulate. Uh, black privilege is getting to explain Harlem shake and rap insert trend just discovered by non-black person. (laughs) 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 And here's the problem. Like, I feel like these are more like black annoyances. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for me, black privilege is, uh, if I get into an elevator, um, I don't have to worry about anyone leaving their person there. Like they will always make sure that they have their purses. Uh, if I walk through a parking lot, um, I remind everyone that they need to arm their car alarm for a second time uh, very loudly. You know? Yes, black black privilege is knowing <laughs> that I am always a generic black suspect whenever they be like, he is five foot nine, right. 255 pounds, and everybody goes, mm-hmm, I know exactly the, the, the suspect, what the suspect look like. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. black privilege. And if I ever, you know, don't feel like getting male attention because it's just been too overwhelmed, mm-hmm. hang around a bunch of white guys. There you go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Black privilege. Now you're mm-hmm. completely fine. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I just thought that was funny that everybody got so mad. But um, and plus, like the blog they kept linking to was like from 2012. I was like, why did this make people mad today? today? <laughs> like, did something happen or I don't know. Um, speaking of making people mad, oh, um, I read this article and is the most american solution to gun violence i've ever seen u.s schools way bulletproof uniforms is no different than a seatbelt in a car so since gun legislation did not pass last week uh america has uh, american school system has decided that maybe we've been looking at this gun thing all wrong it's not that we need to uh, get guns off the street, keep crazy people from having guns. What we really need to do is make sure our kids are bulletproof, and then the guns won't be able to kill them as easily, and, you know, it'll give them a better chance of surviving. So, uh, my, my thing, too, cool. A, who's going to pay for these bulletproof uniforms? Well, like you, you know, hey, the that, parents too or the school system too that you that nobody mm-hmm. wants their taxes to go up to cover the cost of anything. We can find the money for that, you know, because it involves us being able to keep our guns. So, 
as long as it's a cost related to keeping the guns then the government can spend the money you know that's mm-hmm. fine um but yeah they have uh bulletproof backpacks bulletproof like overall looking things and shit oh shit they got to. bulletproof pencils too and notepads and chopper ah. keepers <laughs> you can hit the bullet like a baseball yeah. oh you know that'd be very dangerous for kids Cause i know how i was was a kid all you're gonna do is get the kids weapons all they're gonna do is beat each other with it or somebody shoot somebody with, ah bitch poof see you yeah, can't shoot me with that one by the way yeah. i i kind of feel like in a way this is capitalizing on the fear of school shootings and it's just such a like skeevy fucking way to make your money like it is oh a school sling i someone start getting the bulletproof threads let's let's fucking get out there and sell some sell some book bags guys got yeah, 27 dead is. kids don't let it go to waste yeah and it's one of the things where it's like it's terrible it's like instead of making it where it's harder for people to get guns you rather make more money from them people and still get to it's like we don't want to cut off anybody's revenue right yeah i don't know like one of the things that bugs me is it's i'm big on prevention mm-hmm. and uh for me if we're getting to that point it's like well once there's a gun up against your kid's head if they have a bad shot then your kid's going to be okay. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, e- even if you're like, it's going to happen, it is inevitable it's going to happen, that there, like, there are drills for everything and there are ways to minimize, you know, minimize what's going on with all sorts of stuff. And it's just, what kind of quality of life is that? Mm. You know what I mean? To walk around every day with like, I could get blown up. Yeah. You know? I'll just say it like this, man. Look, people want to have their guns, and if the cost of that is some dead kids, it's just the, that's the cost. Yep, like, dead white kids. You know that mm-hmm. they're they're um, you know, the price on them is very high in America. So if they don't care about the white kids, we all in trouble. Exactly. Once they said "fuck them white kids," I was like, like, "Oh, oh no. yeah, oh. we we this shit ain't never gonna pass." Yeah, then. shit just got real. Like you yeah, don't hear that sentence often because mm-hmm, you know, come to brown kids, they don't they already don't care about them. Yeah. Um. All right. We also have this article. Speaking of children, um, let me play this video clip for everybody. Thought this is awesome. Um. All right, let's start on? with Christina, who's got a food fetish. Uh, Christina. That's right. That's the voice of one Steve. H. Harvey. Mm-hmm. He has his own daily talk show now. Well, food excites me, and I mean it excites me. So I look up cheesecakes and cupcakes and those little meringues with the, the Sean torts and the strawberry shortcakes with the juicy cherries on top, and ah. that gets me going and gets the, the tone set up here. Then when I get into the bedroom, then I start thinking of my favorite food of all time, which is Popeye's chicken. Oh, Jesus. And it gets you so excited that I take that and I put that in that special place in my mind. So if he's not doing what he's supposed to in there, then I start thinking Popeye spicy, Popeye spicy, Popeye spicy. And it just gets me to where I need to be. Is it weird that just the thought of Popeye spicy chicken gets me? Is it weird? Really? Yeah. No, we just randomly decided to do a TV show um, with you as a guest. It's not weird at all, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's, I was about to uh, say, guess the race. Well, no one's going to get this right. So, I'll just tell y'all now. <laughs> it's a white woman. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, by the way, 
your kink is your kink mm-hmm. and my kink is my kink mm-hmm. and my kink doesn't have to be your kink exactly. but mm-hmm. i oh jesus please yeah you were saying i'm not judging her <laughs> I, I, you know personally, i am i say you bring if i'm her man I'm bringing a bucket of Popeye's spicy chicken. You do what you have to do, sir. Okay. You want to turn on? Be sure you get the sides too. Mm-hmm. Like if I was him, I'd get a job part time as, as, at Popeye's, uh, mm-hmm. working in the back. Yeah, you know. And you know, you get that smell in oh, your clothes and yes. your skin. Yes. And mm-hmm, come home. Don't take. She'd be like, don't take a shower. And you know, get you some. Uh, get you some finger licking good, dog um <laughs> speaking of food fetishes uh i saw this uh 58 really? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's more there's more 58 percent of columbia seniors would give up oral sex before cheese oh mm-hmm. yeah yep the university of columbia uh 58 percent of the seniors the senior class did a poll oh well no 100 percent, whatever but 222 interviewed did a poll um and of that 64 percent of women would rather give up oral sex and cheese um i wonder if they maybe they just meant giving it and not receiving it i, like, I give up sucking say. a dick for some cheese shit <laughs> nah they probably meant receiving it and 53 percent of men reported the same attitude meaning overall 58 percent of seniors prefer cheese to oral sex guess the demographics of that that senior class. Do we really need to guess the rest? No, we don't. Of course okay. not, Karen. Why would I ever? Come on. Let's not waste our time. Um, all right. So everybody knows how I feel about Obama. Uh, he's cool except for two things. One, he never gave my death panels. Um, that was promised in the original health care bill. Uh, I still have not seen any mention of being able to kill old people uh, by voting for them to die. Um, that's just my dream world, I guess. And I'm never going to get to see that. Um Two, uh, he needs to stop doing studies in the video games causing violence. I feel like that's a waste of time. And if he gets his hands on my video games, me and him are going to have a problem. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the things I do like about the president, is because I really feel like the, I, I, the office of president doesn't matter that much as far as, um, or put it like this, it's overrated. Like people feel like a president is like a king. Where you just decree yeah. and shit, and it's just like it's, no, that's unrealistic. That's why yeah. people are like, why can't he just pass a lot? It don't work like that, baby. Right. You it's much it's, politics is much more yeah, complex. Yeah, than, you need to learn this in civics class. It's, right, it's three branches even of government. If, Come on, dog. Even if he wanted something really bad, he just had to compromise something else, or he'd have to compromise what it is that he gets so that he doesn't get everything. So you know, whatever. Um, here's why I do fuck with Obama. I just want the coolest president. That's it. I don't care what he believes in. I'm tired of not having cool presidents. That's my whole stance. I like Bill Clinton because he was cool as shit. I like Obama because he's cool as shit. Fuck both of the Bushes. Those niggas are lame. Okay. Could you imagine them dropping off at school? Hello. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Don't kiss me on the cheek. You know, probably want to hold off. Wants to <laughs> hold my <laughs> hand all the way into the door. He's going to hold my hand. Fuck you, Bush um so yeah I, i'm not cool they're not cool you know and plus the cool people always win president so what that means is that of the years the bushes were there they were cooler than the democratic elect like the democratic p- person that was coming up next to him and you know what i'm right dukakis not cool no al gore very smart not, not a very cool, cool motherfucker Mm-mm. sorry Until now yeah he's much cooler now that he has no pressure on him 
to be yeah. president. God love him for not winning. It would have been terrible if he won because mm-hmm. then he wouldn't have done all the stuff he's doing now. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna put on 50 pounds, relax, chill on my ranch, and come up with ways to save the planet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. Thanks, Al Gore. You seem a lot more yourself now. When you run for president, yeah. you probably had to eat like a grape a day or some shit so you could stay you know thin yeah, for the, for the, for the housewives in like oregon and shit <laughs> like you know what dog good good you get fat and enjoy yourself and relax and be funny and stuff i'll fuck with you now so um this is why i like president obama they had the correspondent dinner uh this this week uh last night and um he, he he's so funny he's so funny like i'm gonna play some clips of him so good like thank you for being my president funny motherfucker man like that that's what i voted for this is a clip of his his entrance music. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. How do you like my new entrance music? Rush Limbaugh you about this. Second term, baby. <laughs> We're changing things around here a little bit. <laughs> Actually, my advisors were a little worried about uh, the new rap entrance music. They are a little more traditional. They suggested that I should start with some jokes at my own expense, just to take myself down a peg. I was like, guys, after four and a half years, how many pegs are there left? (laughs) 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 All right, so that's that's video number one. Um, And I didn't get this video, but he actually talked about the Jay-Z going to Cuba thing. Yeah. And he said, maybe I lost a step, but some things are beyond my control. For example, this whole controversy about Jay-Z going to Cuba is unbelievable. I got 99 problems, and now now Jay-Z's one. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, they got more videos. Uh, Yeah, they got more videos. They're all pretty short. I'll I'll play the next one. Oh, they're so good, man. These days, I look in the mirror and I have to admit I'm not the strapping young Muslim socialist that I used to be. (laughs) 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 Time passes. Get a little gray. And yet, even after all this time, I still make rookie mistakes. Like, I'm out in California, we're at a fundraiser, we're having a nice time. I happen to mention that Kamala Harris is the best-looking attorney general in the country. As you might imagine, I got trouble when I got back home. (gasps) Who knew Eric Holder was so sensitive? (laughs) 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 All right, and here's the last one that I thought was pretty funny. Um like give it a second to load but oh my god man he's so good he's so good at waiting for the laugh like it's like a professional roaster i know republicans are still sorting out what happened in 2012 but one thing they all agree on is they need to do a better job reaching out to minorities and 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 look call me self-centered but i can think of one minority they could start with (laughs) (laughs) oh 
<laughs> I get <Hello>. jokes. <laughs> he said hello. <laughs> think, of me of a, think of me as a trial run, you know? <laughs> See how it goes. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, he's good, man. That dude is good, man. Ah! I think he gonna be the only president, like, after he finished presidency, they gonna, like, have his own show or something like that. Like, look, you, we, we gotta do something with this, with this. Oh, he, yeah. he might even be a cooler after president than president. Like, yeah. I, I think so too. And I, he's I, already yeah. the coolest president, um, that I, I, I can think of. I love it. I'm here all night. Yeah, that's basically. My time. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's, I'll be in Vegas all week. It's like, you can say what you want to about Obama throughout, like, the year, but when that correspondent dinner starts coming, it's like time to shut the fuck up because you don't want to make the list of jokes. No, you really don't. <laughs> like, I wonder if Donald, Donald Trump made it yeah, last time. I don't Come see on. Donald Trump there this year. Uh, I think he learned his lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Um, what do you guys think about the restaurant Chili's? It's okay. Amber? Well, I'll tell you, they, uh, they stole my boyfriend. Oh. And you know what I want? What? I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> I couldn't give nah, up. Nah, nah, them ribs are delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right, so let me tell you what's really going on at Chili's. If your cheating heart is hungry, you might want to find yourself over at one of America's most popular chain restaurants, AshleyMadison.com. Now, that's a dating site for married people looking to cheat. They recently surveyed over 40,000 of their members, and they compiled a list of the most popular restaurants for cheaters to eat at with their lovers. You ready for this? Nope. All right. <laughs> well, you're going to get it anyway. Number five, the Cheesecake Factory. Number four, P.F. Chang's. I love those chicken oh, legs. I bet you do. They are delicious. Mm. Number three, Houston's. They stepping it up now. I know. Good deal. That's kind of nice. Number two, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. For those who like butter on their steak. <laughs> and the number one restaurant for cheating spouses to take their little something, something on the side to is Morton. Mm. I've never been there. I heard they're right, delicious. Explain. You want to explain to Well, me now I'm wondering, all the women who've asked me to take them to Morton's, I wonder if they have husbands now. But but it's possible. I don't know. But, but no, it, here's the thing. You don't want to take your side piece to Denny's or TJI Fridays. You want to take them to someplace really, really nice, number one, because you want to impress them, but you want to be somebody different than you are in your own relationship, which takes me to point number two. Okay. Point number two is that you take them to places that your ex will absolutely, or not your ex, your current mm-hmm. wife, your student, probably yeah. your ex, your ex right, yeah. will, will not find you because you don't take her to nice right. places like that, and neither, right. and her friends won't be there either. I mean, first of all, the chains are at a natural advantage because they're going to aggregate numbers that a local place is mm-hmm. not going to True. because that's just the way it works, the entire nature of a chain. But you would never take that person to a local place because you're more likely to run into people you know. I also think these places are sort of interesting in that they're not particularly romantic. They tend no. to actually be places that people go for work lunches, for exactly. work dinners. So it can always have the guise of being like, well, we're just talking. Oh, we just, we just work together. We just co-host together, for for example. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, he'll fall down. Yeah, um, calm down, calm down. But um, here's the thing, though. You know how everybody makes a big deal about like these two hundred dollar dates and stuff on social media and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like that's where the cheaters take the women now, man. Like you can't even take a woman out for a nice time without her just thinking like, mm-hmm, you uh, you you know, you probably got a wife, you know. So if you're cheating, 
take them to Chili's, guys. That's the only solution to this. You got to go to Applebee's, Chili's, Dallas back at night. Maybe, maybe a Ryan's. Wendy's. You can eat inside, you know. But I won't get one free coupon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is why the Groupon is making a comeback. It's a sign of trustworthiness. So I apologize to everybody that I said shouldn't use Groupon. I apologize. My bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's get into some uh crime and guess the race type stuff um i actually don't know if they have a picture of this woman's face but i just thought this story was funny so if it's guess the race i'll let you know um but uh is are busy taking your question actually fuck this video why is this video so long it's like 15 minutes long anyway i'll read it um <laughs> this lady audrey ferguson of dorchester community um she sometimes needs a ride okay now we all need rides sometimes right it, it happens and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that and i actually do know a race now um so uh she's 51 years old um she's called the ems at least 100 times in the last seven years just to get a free ride to downtown charleston what yeah mm-hmm they say she fakes illnesses and she calls a EMS to be taken to the hospital. And then she hops out like, all right, cool. I'm here. I'm downtown now. <gasps> Are you serious? She'll have a vague medical complaint, for instance, abdominal pain. So, you know, she must know like the system at this point. Oh my goodness. Oh, she's she on WebMD and she's like, I, I know have the abdominal, distal abdominal pain on my you know pancreatal <laughs> like she sure does know a lot yeah i have pain uh six or above okay <laughs> that's right i know, I know what you I guys are looking for so i need you guys to get your emergency immediately um she well you gonna say something karen i'm sorry no it's one of the things where you're like she actually know the medical lingo i'm i mm-hmm. pretty Pretty sure she probably hit a doctor's and shit like, well, no, she don't even go to the doctor. That's right. She just hops out of it. She just needs to ride. It's like, I have chest compression. And like, what? what? Uh, ma'am, uh, is this, wait a minute, is this Audrey again? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's me, but I might really have chest compression this time. Do you want to be the person that lets somebody down the street? I bet she does that. Cause I promise mm-hmm. you, you know, people probably know her, uh, her, what her phone number is. They'll be like, put her on a do not pick up list. Uh, it says she has medical complaints that are legitimate. So until she's been evaluated and determined not to be sick, we have to assume she is. Wow. Um, medics soon saw a disturbing pattern and got suspicious. Ferguson apparently never even went to the hospital to get treated. Instead, she told hospital officials she was okay and left. So they would drop off. She'd walk into the emergency room, wait till the EMS left and be like, ah, uh, they're like, can we help you? I'm fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. We tr- we transport her to one of the area hospitals that oftentimes before we even get our paperwork completed, she signed out from the hospital and gone on to do other things. Oh, shit. Warren called the sheriff's office and asked for an investigation. Detectives assigned to the case said he wanted to be contacted next time Ferguson called for an ambulance. On April 2nd, investigators said Ferguson's free rides came to an end. A Dorchester County deputy was waiting at the Trident Medical Center for an ambulance carrying Ferguson. Ah! Yeah, because it's like $500 per ride, dog. That's if you got insurance. That's right. Uh, according to an incident report, he heard her call her son saying she needed a ride. He also heard her tell a nurse that she wasn't ill, that she was actually feeling fine, and that she was leaving. 
Ferguson did leave in handcuffs. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> On the way to jail, she told the deputy why she called for an ambulance so many times. According to the incident report, Ferguson said she didn't have a car, and this is the only way she had to get around a, a Medicaid pay for it anyway. It was a part of her benefits. Well, this this is like Republican, like, wet dream. Like, yes. Like, this is the shit they use to cut off the 99% of people that use it correctly. Correctly. They got their Metro card. They will literally ride the bus. They will yeah. pay all the rules and they regulations. They work part-time in McDonald's and shit. Yes, working two or three jobs, trying to make it off. Uh, you're making three seventy five an hour after they get taxed. But yet, this fool right here do this, and y'all want to chop off everybody's services. Each one of these uh ambulance trips cost four hundred twenty five dollars plus mileage. So Shit. if you look at the bill mm. for taxpayers, that's over four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god. And that's just in, in EMS rides. Mm, most expensive oh. taxi ever. Yes it Goodness. is. And you know the good thing is she gets everywhere fast because like the they turn her lights on. Yeah. Yes. Like no Eventually, they're like, let's stay for lunch for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going to just pull over. She's going to be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, a cab would have gotten her there, you know, slower. So can we yeah, drop you off somewhere? It's like, can we drop you off somewhere? Yeah. That, yeah. That, <laughs> they need to arrest her, which they did. They need to charge her and she needs to pay all this money back. Warren says taxpayers should be angry. Absolutely. And that's part of the investigation that's ongoing with the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, one other big worry that truck that the truck from Harleyville is tied up responding to this situation yeah. where we appear to have abuse of the system that may delay our response to someone with a more significant or more pressing need. And it concerns me. First of all, every need is more pressing than hers. It's just I ain't a lot. You know, so that's that's crazy, man. Guess the race, uh, Amber. Um, She is the same color as everyone else's favorite uh medicare podcasting live with her parents awesome having a telephone a pledgeathon tonight mm. black all right um but is she sexy geeky and mental mm-hmm. well she's well, she, someone else she's at least she she's at least two of them right mm, black and mental she's at least black and mental her. um old white cheesy and mental Oh, white lady who wait, white lady, white lady, white lady who will die when she really needs help one day. Yeah, it's yeah. like the lady who cried wolf. Um, the lady who cried EMS. She actually got arrested. One who caused diabetes, the sugar. Lindsay Lohan coated in Gouda cheese white. <laughs> yes, this sounds Betty White ish. Tar baby, Casper the friendly ghost. One who thinks of animals during sex, dead or alive. Oh, maybe think of that chicken. Um, she's once she once ca- called because she was having a cheese attack. Walter White's mother, <laughs> Wonder Bread White, white woman that should have hitched. What that should have hitched? Mm. Oh, hitchhike. Okay, gotcha, Michelle. Uh, probably uh already caused someone's death or dismemberment. White cheese oh. eater, Amanda Bonds White, <laughs> hypochondriac or honky. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I don't know why that one got me, but that's good. Hypochondriac honky, uh, White Walker. Uh, well, no, she was a White Rider. She didn't walk anywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know I couldn't do that. White correct answer is black. She was a black lady. What son? Oh, uh, you called it. Everybody oh, else is wrong too. So you that's that's a pretty good pull, Amber. Um, here's a, another one. Um, actually, I feel like. 
I don't know if this is just happening more often or like literally this happened twice. We hear about evictions all the time in Metro Detroit. It's a sad fact of life these days. But in Redford, a landlord planning to evict a tenant instead found the renter dead inside the home. Fox 2's Taryn Asher with more on the man who police say had been living with the decomposing corpse for months. I haven't seen any. And I'm afraid she could be dead. And that man that was living with her, I asked him, and he told me she moved out. Connie Lash knew something was wrong. She hadn't seen her dear friend Annie Marquis in at least three months. You know you're getting old, by the way, when um, when someone goes missing your first day, they probably did. (laughs) Like, that's when you're old, man. Like, if if one of my friends didn't, like, I didn't see him for a couple months, I'd just be like, did he move? What happened to him? Is he all right? Yeah, my first response ain't they probably did. Yeah, you know you you old, dog. You're like, she probably did. They lived a few doors down from each other at the Longs Mobile Home Court in Redford. The last time she had spoken to the 72-year-old, Connie says she asked Annie about the man that had moved into her trailer who didn't seem right. She told me she knew him for 30 years. And I said, what are you doing with him? He don't act right. Throws his hands up in the air and bows down on the ground. I couldn't understand. No one in the mobile home park had seen or heard from Annie in months. She was also months behind in her rent. But is Annie okay? I said, Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Apparently not. Mm. Neighbors say the manager had no choice but to evict her, and that led to a shocking discovery earlier this week. When the landlord came to evict Annie, a man answered the door like everything was fine, but apparently it wasn't. The landlord looked inside and saw Annie's decomposing body laying on the sofa bed. She had been dead for months. Police. Oh, uh, Sounds like she was hit by a smooth criminal. Sorry, I almost stepped on it. I'm it's, so it's fine. sorry. I, I set you up for that. I thought you were going to take it anyway. It's fine. <laughs> the rest of the 64-year-old man who had been living with Annie. Investigators say, according to the medical examiner's office, the elderly woman who died of natural causes had been dead since last November. But her 64-year-old roommate never reported it and had been living with her dead body and off her money ever since. She kept going to the bank before she died and um he must have got the money police say the 64 year old sound like connie was all up in annie's business i mean (laughs) calm down connie it's not your money and is in custody and will be charged friday with financial fraud and not reporting a dead body i think that's terrible in Radford, Taryn Asher, Fox Are we 2 News. play Guess the Race? Yeah, but we can only, because they don't show Annie. But, but we got to play Guess the Race to Connie, yeah, right? Connie. We got to play Guess the oh, Race yeah. Connie. All right, Ever, what, what race do you think Connie is? Okay, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. No, you're not, but I'll do it anyway. Betty Caucasian. Betty Caucasian? Get it? Get it? <laughs> no, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Betty White! Oh! I do. Okay. You're right. Uh-oh. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Um... I do have a sense of humor, but I just did not come here to laugh. This nigga didn't even pay for my drinks. Um, <laughs> never had to order takeout or hookers ever again. White, Pepto, Bismol, pink, honky, whiter than normal, Bates, Bates and Jeffrey Dahmer combined. Norman oh. Bates, okay. A's cheese, 
Gladys Kravitz white, stale white bread, all amber. That is not a race. Se- season three of Friends white, one who walks around in her robe white. Golden Girls, watch that pimping with cheese. Oh, what? Watch that pimping with cheese. All right, white, white eggshell, one who would let a dog eat a piece of cheese out of her mouth. Oh. They say old crackers smell like pain. Paint. <laughs> what? That's Oh, white people smell like paint. That is a new stereotype. Sir. I've never heard of that one before. <laughs> that is brand new. What the fuck? <laughs> never heard of that one. Our chat room ain't shit, man. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is white. Oh, my God. Oh, white people smell like... You are sh- on it, Amber. You are two for two, honey. All right, man. Oh, we got to... Like uh, a boss. Let's see if we can find another. Oh, um, this is a quick story and has nothing to do with anything. The girl that wrote that uh, mean-ass email to the rest of the Delta Gamma sorority, mm-hmm. she resigned. Of she resigned. course. Oh, that, that shit went. Yeah. Oh, that shit was posted everywhere. You got comedians making. Yeah, you got to step down. That's not an option, dog. Yeah, so. um, All right, let's get back to guest the race. It all started with this phone call on the night of April 17th. Just checking your availability. Uh, what time would you like? Uh, it's, it's 9 o'clock now. We about 10. Uh, 10 would work. Cleveland Browns player Quentin Groves making a phone call to a woman he found in the adult section of a social networking site soliciting mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. for cash. What? Your price is, your rates is 100 an hour? Uh, 100 for an hour, yeah. Okay, and that's what, like, uh, what does that include? Police say the 28-year-old <laughs> linebacker... Used- 100 for an hour seems expensive to me, but I don't that's know what... That's low for they for, for, yeah. I don't know what the going rate for prostitution is, but I feel like if I was an NFL cornerback, I would um probably, I don't know, pay more? Like, yeah, and, find a more discreet way and, or something? And my thing is this, um, all the women that flock around NFL players... Mm-hmm. to don't even do anything you can want the bench but for the fact that you're on the team somebody gonna be there well but in all fairness they're women from cleveland so you know Ooh. you know oh, i didn't think about yeah, that um, no no pay just paid a hundred dollars you know so. but still could you got a more classier <laughs> service i was gonna say the when they got your like, ass caught right yeah that's in your cookies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true you do need to pay more who's the fictitious name josh when setting up the tryst Little did he know, it was a female officer with Orange Police on the other end of the line, working with the Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Department in an ongoing undercover sting. They've been doing this in Greater Cleveland now for uh, probably well over a year, and periodically our hotels uh, will be the target. Quinn Groves was greeted by the Orange Police Department and the Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Department when the door was open. There was no female even in the room. Before arriving at the hotel, Groves met. Man, that had to be the worst case of blue balls ever. ever. Oh. You know, he probably took a Viagra before he showed up. He's like, I'm going to get my $100 worth. And then, like, get on the ground. It's like, oh, you guys aren't prostitutes. Or women. Mm hmm. <laughs> to his wife since 2006. Probably in the backseat of the car, like, just jack me off a little bit, man. Come on. I just. You can't send me to prison with balls like this. Um, so guess the race amber of quentin groves corner, cornerback for the cleveland browns because i bet you don't know who he is so. i do not mm-hmm. well i am going to say the good haired side of a chonilla 
Mm, okay so what good hair that's white right yeah all right and then the chat chat room says one whose skin is the same color as the name of his team cleveland browns Mm. i like that leonard brother nobody else guessed let's see oh one who talks to child support about the way their bank account is set up that boy is black do you offer discounts black light-skinned black blackity black blackity wesley pipe wesley snipes silly ass four four 4.4 4.4 40 yard running field slave Aww. resident from nigga keep running mississippi black dumbass nigga ah! blacker than gino monkey smith <laughs> rich and too stupid to call a good escort agency negro coon cricket he graduated from my school he's black yo correct answer is black wait wait wait, wait. i changed my mind oh it's too late Mm-mm. i already called it sorry amber i got what all was it. it it was black Damn. yeah mm-hmm. i'm sorry can't can't pull it at the last well. second all Very right well. let's 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 give you one more chance we're gonna double it up for uh all the bonus points all right actually i'll give you two chances i'll give you two because yeah. i like you amber i want you to succeed first one is a 35 year old woman who visits smathers beach all almost every day told cops a man sitting near her at the beach had exposed himself and masturbated according to an arrest affidavit from the key west police department oh florida oh florida the woman also told cops that the man was reportedly doing it so hard his whole body was shaking <laughs> now see i feel He's like that, all out i feel like that's a compliment you know it's like if if a dude is going to jerk off to you in public, don't you kind of want him to, to, you know, to really be going to town with himself where he just doesn't even care yeah, who sees it, he's I just shaking? Eat. Yeah. You know, like... You he, are just that sexy lady. Yeah. Like, that's how I would look at it. Now, of course, if you're pessimistic, you're looking at it like, really? All that work just to get a nut to me? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, really shouldn't be that hard. I see you breaking a sweat over there. Um, ah! When a cop had, when the cop had first arrived, he could not clearly see what the man was doing because the man was sitting near some sea oats with a backpack near his side, which obstructed the officer's view. The officer what the wrote hell his is report. The sea oats. I don't know, Karen. Okay. Oats of the sea. It's like chicken of the sea. It's tuna. You know. Oh, thank you. Oats of the sea must be like seaweed. I don't know. Um, but the officer noted that he could see the man's arm moving, although he could not determine the motion. Oh shit! Turns out the ocean. (laughs) Yes, it's not the size of the ship. Um, Turns out the man was playing a furious game of uh, ball and hoop and stick. Um, But uh, the officer noted that he could see the man's arm moving, couldn't determine the notion. As soon as the man uh, later identified as Elijah Slocum of Key West spotted the cop, he immediately grabbed a small blue towel and appeared to wipe his hands with it. Oh, getting rid of the DNA evidence, I assume. It is his evidence. Looks like he was caught sperm handed. The woman, ah! the woman told the cops that Slocum, 42, had a, had initially <laughs> sat several feet away from her as she read a book. However, when she glanced up to read some kite surfer, to watch some kite surfers, she then noticed the man had moved closer to her and was doing a little handiwork. Doing mm-hmm. more than a little handiwork. That's a lot of handiwork. Well, we don't know what size genitalia was. Maybe it was. Uh... No, I mean, she was saying he was shaking and shit. That's a uh, lot of handiwork. Cops he noted. been whittling. Right? Mm-hmm. He could be doing anything beneath his pants. Cops noted in his report yeah. that Slocum was sober before hauling him to the pokey. 
So uh oh, guess the race drunk. of Mr. Elijah Slocum, forty two years old, jerking off at the beach. Elijah got oh, 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 oh. Uh bar mitzvah going kosher eating white. All right, let's check the chat room. One who wears Steve Harvey suits. <laughs> I don't, do I even need to redress that black? Oh. Smells like Hennessy's new Ford and chicken. Blacker than oh. chills, 14 dicks, Mandingo cock black, Quagmire from Family Guy, Beach beat off, seashell white, one who appears on Real Sex episodes, kinky white, one who would never be uh, accused of being a terrorist, just crazy white, Pee Wee Herman, Slocum, he certainly was not coming slowly, black. Yeah, it was oh. a fast come. White, yeah. I have been stroking Nignog. White man ah. that ha- that was turned black by the heat of the sun. Oh. Jerking Jigaboo, whiter than the cum he shoes out. Hand all in my pants. You don't even know. Black. Uh, Jackson with that ah. hot nacho cheese. White, black lack whiter than milk of magnesia. You know what's funny about this, though, is um, personally for my masturbation, I could never do it in a hot-ass sun. Like, that is such a huge turnoff. I like comfort when I'm jerking it. I don't like to be like... You know, I hope I don't pass out from dehydration before I can get this nut. Like, uh, I'm good. I, I'll, I prefer, you know, cool environments, please. Not the beach and the sun. It's too much for me. The sand. Yeah. You know, plus it's that dry heat. Bugs. You know, you're probably going to pass out and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not using my sweat for that. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, I only know what COT is, but I don't want them on me. Yeah. Sweat all in your eyes and shit. Ew. Anyway, he was black. Mm-hmm. Black jerking it at the beach. Who would have thunk that? I know, right? All right, now here, how can he afford to do that? Apparently, you can't. He went to jail. Um, <laughs> <here's>, <laughs> all right, so here we go. This is the double points. Yeah, double the points, Amber. Um, like I almost feel like I need to do this other story first before we get. To, let, let's make it more climatic. Um, sword ratchetness. Yes, it keeps happening. Yes, we keep talking about it. Um, a man who was allegedly making threats while brandishing a samurai-style sword was arrested by the police. He was trying to get into a property at Moss Bay in Workington when an alarm was raised by a member of the public. The man ran off when officers arrived but was found nearby. The sword was located in a nearby property and seized. A 21-year... That's why he threw the fucking sword just randomly into some... Probably like a child daycare center. I know. Uh, Some kid's gonna pick it up. mm -hmm. He's like... Oh, here's an HIV clinic. I'll just throw my sword here. Fucking asshole. <laughs> a 21-year-old from Workington was arrested on suspicion of a fray, threats of assault, and possession of an offensive weapon. He was still in police custody this morning. Uh, anyone saw the incident should call detectives. So there you go. Now. Offensive wedding. Did you notice that? It's mm-hmm. an offensive weapon, not a murderous Exactly. Weapon. Exactly. It's, it offends me, Your Honor. <laughs> It's not using, it's not politically correct. I know. It's like Amber at a comedy show. Oh, oh, what kind of humor are you doing? Some racy stuff? <laughs> Is, uh, hopefully, uh. Yeah, I'm say, I gotta come see you then. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come there, get a drink, sit at the wrong table and fold my arms and not laugh the whole time. Not me. I'm gonna drink and laugh. And then hop under your umbrella on the way out, cause that's what I do. I'm an asshole. Yes, and I'm gonna give you the side eye. Mm hmm. Cause we family, as long as it's raining and you have an umbrella. Um, ah! a hockey player has died after being bitten by a king brown snake at hockey fields in Northern Territory. Mm. Sorry, oh, a, shit. a king brown snake. What the hell is a king? 
All these, all this new shit. King Brown State. That's right. Carlberry twenty six. What is what does do do the snakes have races? You the green snake. You the brown snake. <laughs> well, he's a well. They they have classism. He's a king. Okay. You know, the brown snake wouldn't wouldn't be uh, playing hockey. Yeah, you know he's a uh, the king brown snake. He hangs out at the hockey field, but he hates hockey. Uh, he's <laughs> constantly bored by it. He's just there for the fights. Call, and the bites. Call and the bites and <laughs> oh, the bites. Nice. Carlberry twenty six was at Marara hockey center in darwin on tuesday evening when he picked up picked up a snake thinking it was a python and threw it into the bushes he picked up a snake why do you picking up snakes so he picked it up thinking it was a more dangerous snake right and then it bit him on the hand but he did not seek medical help because he thought the snake was harmless well i say the hockey center in darwin indeed because this is darwinism that he would die yeah um he was bit by the snake (laughs) he was bit by the snake and then went on a two kilometer run oh shit why because fuck google that's why (laughs) (laughs) fuck the nature channel fuck discovery fuck health fuck emergency (laughs) classes where they just teach you how to treat snake bites fuck all of that knowledge and shit that you people have i play hockey motherfucker i'm gonna outrun this snake venom that's what i do well you don't care i'm i'm a punk ass because anything bite me uh stings me any shit like that i'm going somewhere but that's why you don't play hockey and he's going somewhere too yes he is to the morgue yes uh and the grave yes ambulance officer said that was one of the worst things he could have done is it pumped the venom through his system Mm -hmm. and collapsed and collapsed when he returned the captain of the a grade team of commerce pints hockey club was rushed to the hospital but declared dead on wednesday night in the intensive care unit after being put on life support Carl's father iron said his son was a sports mad bloke who loved his work as a service station manager We'll get there, he said, when asked how he was coping. We've had better weeks. Mr. Barry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's not a man of uh, overstatement there. Yeah. We've had better weeks. It was just my cousin who died last yeah. week, but this yeah. is too much. Yeah, he asked how he was doing. He said, five out of ten. Five out of ten. <laughs> um, Actually, next week it might be a six. Not the best day. To but watch. night calls for a long. I've been better. Yeah. Uh, there was the time I watched Avatar and it wasn't in 3D and then this. Um, <laughs> Mr. Barry said his family was keeping Carl's body on life support so his organs could be donated. He was outgoing and a leader and now he needs to give all his organs full of poison to random unsuspecting people. There are conflicting stories about how Carl came to pick up the snake with some reports that it was on a hockey field. Others say a woman convinced him to bite an apple and then uh-huh. it was all her fault. Now women had to get pregnant and it hurts. Yes. Some of the hockey players have said that the snake was in an office and junior players raised the alarm before Carl picked it up. Um, I wonder if it was like doing office work. You know, it's like, I have to finish these reports. And then Carl, <laughs> Carl was like, get out of that chair, you silly snake. Take off those glasses and that tie. Was it Cobra Commander? Was a man. Yeah. Was a man. Um, I've heard several stories, but I have no direct knowledge, says Mr. Barry. It don't matter. His boy's dead. Yeah. 
St. John's Ambulance Operations Manager Craig Garraway said Mr. Barry was conscious when paramedics arrived, and it took up to 15 minutes for him to mention he had been bitten by a snake. Are you serious? Like, uh, I'm feeling kind of, I don't know, under the weather. Mm -hmm. I've had better days. Yeah, he's also a master of understatement. Like, what could it have been? Let's see. I ate sushi at a really dicey place earlier. Mm. Yes. Uh, I, let's see. I had sex without a condom a few weeks ago, but that couldn't be it. That that would have been, um, I, Ah! I I, I slept with the air conditioner and the fan on. I may be coming out with a head cold. Uh, Oh, and also I got bit by a very, uh, very, uh, poisonous brown snake earlier. So there's that, but couldn't be that. Um, all right, so. Wow. I need some Advil. Let's get this going. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll just run it. I'll walk it off. Exactly. Like, he took walk it off literally and didn't yeah. understand. You know? he, he, he said he ran it off. Sports cliches Jeez. got him killed. Uh, 110%. Mm-hmm. Trying to be all man and tough. Tough got you dead, sir. Mm-hmm. No, he's downtown, so he might as well do some shopping. He just wanted the trip. Turns out. Mm-hmm. He needed it. Exactly. Turn <laughs> That's what we call a callback to Aubrey, <laughs> who took ambulance rides to go down. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> they could have got there faster, but they were too busy giving her a ride downtown. So, um, well, they say that it's a game of inches or kilometers. Uh, he had gone, <laughs> he had gone for a two kilometer run, which pumped the venom around his system much faster. Mr. Barry said the venom had been sent away for testing. It, it was thought that a snake was a King Brown. Uh, all right. Uh, they call it King Brown now. Uh, I guess it's his formal name. Uh, the mm-hmm. executive officer of Hockey Northern Territory, Baden Sharp, said Carl hit his head when he collapsed. At the request of the hockey NT officers from Parks and Wildlife, uh, they have attended the Marara Hockey Center. He said a minute's silence will be held before each senior game this weekend, and players will wear black armbands in memories of Carl Barry's passing. Guess the race of Carl. The hockey player who decided that snake venom don't mean shit to him. Uh, he is, first of all, this is not even fair, but I appreciate it. Um, it is, he is whiter than the, uh, remains of a Zamboni machine after making ice. Damn. <laughs> mm. Little hockey humor. Hockey in your face. Boom. You know, um, I don't watch hockey because uh, I'm afraid of periods and they have three of them. So I don't yeah. know. Me, oh, Lord. Oh, me either, but I used to play. What? Don't be impressed or nothing. It's not a big deal. I'm so impressed. I am. Gold, goaltender, if anyone cares. Mm, goaltender? Oh, like a okay. boss. Mm-hmm. I, I actually went to one hockey game in my lifetime and it was interesting. And they fought a lot and like got the, put in the penalty uh, box for timeouts. It's the second whitest sport known to man. Obviously, the first being the Winter Olympics. Um, blacker ah. than blacker than the puck, he slaps boomerang black. Oh, honky honky, one who thinks being oh, on jackass, okay. one who thinks being on jackass is a career white. Oh. My white privilege protects me from nature white. Crocodile Dundee descended on his mama's side. Oh, mm. okay. Um, impossible white man wanna be one who tries to live that impossible white man life. <laughs> Oh. I want you to lick this cheese from my ass and then give me a wine enema slave catcher. Oh my! Whiter than white rice on a white place near white place place near a white napkin in a snowstorm at the North Pole. All of this adds up to white. If any other race, the universe will collapse on itself. Steve Irwin was banned from his childhood white. That that sounds like some white shit. Who else would think they could cheat death? 
one the only australian who didn't watch crocodile hunter white got bit by a snake he shrugged it off come on white probably tried to ski the snake before it bit him to skis the snake before kiss do you mean kiss probably tried to kiss the snake before it bit him white having healthy organs to spare white oh oh man um whiter than the outside of my eye fuck it honky possible white man Ha! Possible white man. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> he was a possible, possible white, white man. man. Uh, correct answer is white. He was white. All right, man. This is another episode of the Blackout Tips. Our guest is the lovely Amber P from um Black Sexy Geeky and Mental Podcast. Uh, make sure you check her out. Make sure you guys head over to her DNA athon tonight at 7 p.m. It's on Spreecast. Um, you know, follow her Twitter. Easter at eastern time yep mm-hmm. and follow her on twitter so you can get like the link and all that stuff i'll have it on the show notes too um but uh thank you so much for doing the show amber yes absolutely i love doing this did you do extreme extreme what does that mean bullet ball extreme yes i did oh damn it i must oh damn it all right, we can okay. do it. i would do it again for you all right Okay. The unofficial sport is the taser. No, that's Uh-oh, the official the unof- weapon. Oh, my bad. Because that's the order that goes set. Do one more time. We go. Unofficial sport is bullet ball. And I still got nothing. Mm, okay. All right. So, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm blaming that on Karen for messing up the timing. All right. My bad. Uh, but yeah, make sure you also check out our sponsor, shadowdogproductions.com. They really just redesigned their site. It's way easier to use. Yes. You can find shit now. And, uh, they pay us to ah. say that. So, uh, support them. Um, and of course, we're at theblackoutsist.com. And we'll be back Monday. And our guests will be, um, the guys from Beating the Block. So see you guys at 9 p.m. Monday. All right, man. Until next time. Love you. You too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>